you see people complaining like online like oh i really miss going to the barber it's like i've been training for this for like six years how often do you shave it like if we weren't in the quad yeah uh probably three times a week that's a lot yeah maybe your head yeah but i just shave everything i mean not fall <laughs> That's that's once again. Not up and down. <laughs> it's one long razor stroke that starts here and doesn't end until you get to <laughs> And that is how we start recording, everybody. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bits Per Second Bit Players Podcast. I'm Jared. I'm Jim. I'm Carl. I'm Carl. I'm Anne Marie. And I'm Elizabeth. We're doing this all via Zoom. So I just want to make sure while we're on here. So I'm in the top right. For everybody, right? No. Nope. Oh no, you're, you're the very so, on Zoom and in life. <laughs> so uh, since I'm recording, it goes Jim's in the top left, then it goes I'm second, Anne Marie, and then it goes Elizabeth and you on the bottom. Yeah, so everyone's different. That's good. So we're just gonna have to raise hands. Okay. Um so welcome to our second Zoom edition of our podcast. We are really excited to be releasing this on this our latest missed Saturday. We missed doing all those shows and entertaining the masses. And hopefully sooner than later, we'll be able to get back to it. But in the meantime, you can listen to us audibly. Orally? Orally. Listen to us, it implies orally. So So it's kind of repetitive. So we have myself, Anne-Marie, Elizabeth, Jim, and Carl. And we just want to talk a little bit about um, what we miss about the outside world. You know, it's been like three weeks now. People getting a little stir crazy. Some of us are have grown hair. Some of us have lost hair. Um, and what are you missing? Let's talk about some of our guests we haven't had on Anne-Marie for like four years, right, Jim? Uh, yeah, no, like, uh, I know. Like, I think the uh, – is the, is the Taylor Ham episode the last time she was on? Was it the last time, Emory? I think I made like a weird sneak appearance when we were in the theater one day. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like while you guys were recording. But um, like nothing's gone on in your life since in those no, four years, nothing right? Nothing's changed. occurred, nothing changed. No. Cool. Same old, nothing same old. Yeah. So, Emory, what do you miss about the outside world? Um. Oh, man, a lot. Turns out I'm an extrovert, guys, if you didn't know. Um, and I really like to be around people. Um, I do have, you know, people in my home, my husband and my, and my child, but, um, I miss being able to like go and grab a quick coffee at Dunkin' Donuts. Like I got really addicted to the 2 PM, the $2 lattes after 2 PM for a little while there. Um, so like on the way to a children's museum, I'd hit up Dunks, grab that and like go on down chugging my latte. Um, and I would say just like eating out. I've only eaten out. I've got pizza once since March 6th. So not eating like at a restaurant really is killing me slowly. I do so many freaking dishes. So one of the big things here at least is that all the restaurants are open. They're just only open for takeout. Is Connecticut different? 
It's similar. I, for a little while, was like, if we can eat at home, we might as well eat at home and like buy gift certificates to try to support the local businesses and go back. But now that we've been here, like, we've pretty much been my family just not going anywhere since I think it was March 12th was the last time John went to work. So Jeez. it's been a long time. And, and it's, and you know what? And my, and Avery, um, misses like other kids. We went to a beach. A Avery is your roommate, right? Avery is my two year old roommate that I, yeah. that I may or may not have made in my own body. Um, but <laughs> weirdly put, <laughs> Your roommate. Sexual, yeah. <laughs> no, a roommate, roommate is a twin. And now she's my roommate. Um, she is just like dying for interaction with anybody other than me and John. Oh, we yeah. went to the beach and she literally sprinted toward another family and was pretty much like, take me forever. Um, just Meanwhile, they, they re recoiled because they thought your child had coronavirus. Exactly. <laughs> um, so they... Uh, yeah, they had two kids, so I think she's just, like, missing children. So, yeah, that's what I'm missing. Interacting with other people. So, Carl, what do you miss? Uh, I miss, the first thing that came to my head was movie theaters. I miss being able to go to the movie theaters. I, uh, I made that a pretty regular thing throughout my life, and haven't been able to go back and I don't remember the last movie I saw in theaters <laughs> right so now. So it's not like something you were doing beforehand. What? So what, what? It's not a new thing. It's not like you're missing the movies because of the quarantine. No, I've always gone, like I've gone to the movies all the time, at least two, three times a week. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I yeah. So like, I know I miss, yeah, I miss going to the movie theater. Um, I'm just like, I can't remember the, what, I don't remember what the last movie, uh, I think, oh, it was Impractical Jokers. That's what it was. And it was disappointing to be the like last the movie show? I've seen. Yeah. They came out with a movie and that was the last one that I saw in the theaters. I really wish it was the gentleman because that was a great movie. So you missed uh, the movies. I do. I miss the movies. I miss the popcorn. I miss no, the I miss big, the I miss the fountain soda machine where I hit the buttons. They got a new computer one and I'm like, boop, 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 boop. Are you a mixer? Um, nah, not really. I get the cherry Pepsi. It's pretty good. And uh, I just miss I, that whole experience. It was just great. They're new chairs. Now I just watch movies with Liz. And it's, Carl is perpetually 11 years old. Let's, yeah. Let's, Pretty much. All right. Uh, what are we missing, Elizabeth? Um, sorry, I just messaged you. Um, I think, yeah, just the convenience. Like, I guess that the thing I did the most was probably like going out to eat um, because I, I like to cook. I really enjoy it. And my roommate is a very good cook, but it's just kind of tiring. Like, trying to come up with things and cooking breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, it's, it's taking the joy out of it because I have to do it. So I, I do miss like going to dinner. I miss seeing my friends and I miss the bit players. 
like, I'm so nervous about whenever we get back, like, I'm going to need a, an, a week's worth of um, rehearsals because I just, you know, I'm sitting in front of my computer a lot, like doing work. So not really interacting with people. And I'm just going to be like improv dry when it's time. That's really, really gross. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to find you like the improv, improv comedy loop. like equivalent of Vagisil for you to yeah. use before. Not Vagisil. Isn't that what Vagisil is? Improv foreplay. That's what he's saying. There needs to be a little bit of improv foreplay before you yeah. jump right into oh, it. Oh, I thought... Vagisil is for yeast infection. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. This, this is just a callback to that to that earlier episode where Lobo mistook tampons for maxi pads or something. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, at least that's like the same like neighborhood. <laughs> what are you missing, Jimbo? Um, this is makes me sound like a weirdo, but I miss going to work. Um, is uh, I'm a teacher, and uh, like it, you know, it like. There are there are upsides and downsides to to the job that I do, but right now uh, the job is all downside. Like the like the, the took away everything I like about the job and is making me do everything that I hate about it. So that's, that's pretty much it. So so how does one teach? I it's, know my well, brother like, is well. My district remotely. is still. Yeah, I probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> Cut that. Um, uh, it's hard because, um, the, uh, like we can't really guarantee equity, uh, equitable access to like materials. Not everybody has internet access, uh, but, they, but like, I guess they're trying to do it so we can offer, uh, assignments and offer opportunities and offer practice, but we can't guarantee, we can't like, we can't be guaranteed that they will respond. Um, but they get like, I guess they are going to start requiring the students to turn in assignments soon. I just don't know how. So that's, it's, it's just no fun. Yeah. We're going to do the same thing. We have students that are just starting to tell us uh, that they have no Wi-Fi anymore. Mm -hmm. And yeah. we're like, and you're still trying to figure out like, they want to know how are you going to grade these guys? How, how's everyone going to be doing their grades? And we're like, how can you grade somebody when they don't have access to the work? So it's not like they're not doing it because they're, I'm not doing that. It's because, Wi-Fi is not free. It's also because they got other priorities. Like, I mean, like with everything going on, they have families, they have jobs. Like, if so, you know. Well, they probably not have jobs. A lot of my kids do have jobs. <laughs> like, like actually, kid... like a ton of a ton of my kids work at the grocery store. So, like, they're they're, they're all working. Yeah, my uh, one of my students today just told me he's working six days a week like three to 11. I was like, holy crap. He's like, yeah, I gotta get up. And I'm like, that's nuts. Like, yeah. I just, Aren't there blue laws for that? They're like kids can't work past like 10. 
after a certain age yeah or before a certain age oh, uh, when nice you're thing. over that age yeah, yeah. You know, they can be like hey we need you to come into work and i'm like all right hmm. i miss talking to someone other than my wife and i love my wife and she's fantastic but she's getting sick of these these jokes like she's it's a lot like because I mean, I don't have a terribly large house and we're both working out of the house. And so we both are having conference calls all day and Zoom meetings and whatever. And in between, I'm like, like, like saunter over to Stephanie. Like, oh, want to hear something funny? Like, no, I don't want to hear anything. <laughs> like the first few days, it was just kind of like, oh, this is entertaining. And now she's just like, you need to go away. Go to your office. <laughs> And she sends me to my office, which is the kitchen table. Because um, I forgot to bring my monitor home. So I didn't have an extra monitor to go with my laptop. So I took the TV from downstairs and I put it on the middle of my kitchen table. So I'm using it as a second monitor. It's a lot. So then on on Sunday while watching WrestleMania, um, which was a two-day event. You know what? Yes, Amory. You make fun of me? No, go on. I was. I wanted to say something before that. Go oh, ahead. go on, go on. No, you were going to tell a story about WrestleMania, and don't you have to hit your quota for talking about wrestling? I actually <laughs> just hit it by even mentioning. I it. just. I... No, I was just going to say another thing that I'm missing is like just like walking around a store. Like I used to go to like Home Goods or TJ Maxx or Marshalls and just like walk around and not buy any buy anything but just like look and saunter and steal steal and talk to people and steal and um instead steal twice i i just miss that i miss like window shopping oh yeah. you actually buy the little olive oils like put this stick them in your purse yeah exactly <laughs> I miss Jared, how's gracie doing with y'all being home well, you're Elizabeth very faint you're very quiet. How's Gracie doing? There it is. Home? Gracie is thrilled. Gracie is my dog. Um, and she's, well, she's kind of thrilled. She's also going to end up a little bit of like post-traumatic, like dog walking syndrome. I'm seeing dogs that I've never seen before. And we walk Gracie a lot. Like she runs with us, like everything, every day. And I'm seeing people and dogs that I've never seen before. Um, and she's getting, like she's out. She was out with me earlier, and now she's out with Stephanie now. So she, that poor dog is going to, like, just pass out. Yeah, that's something I've definitely thought about. Like, are all of these animals going to go through, like, a separation anxiety period when we all go back to work? Yeah. <laughs> because, like, like they're cat. just – Yeah, which I don't really know – if she likes me at all, but um, she she definitely she like her condo is right behind my work desk, and she sits there. And if I go to the couch, she'll come to the couch. If I go to the kitchen, she'll go to the kitchen. So I don't know. And it's like when I leave, it's she kind of like is running after me, like where are you going? Where do you think you're going? And it's like, well, I gotta check the mail. I'll be right back. Yeah. How many rooms is the condo? It's like a three-story condo. Three-story cat condo. Yeah. Pretty 
kind of mortgages the cat get on that? <laughs> your cat That's a nice deck. Ferret <laughs> or something. That is actually a really nice condo. That is a really nice condo. condo. It is uh, 100% made out of like eco-friendly material and made in the USA. Nice. Describe she, it to the listeners what it looks like. Had- well, I've set the cat condo right outside a window with a bird feeder, which provides her day-long entertainment. And the cat condo at the very bottom has a little um, covered space, like a where it's like a little hole that she can crawl into. She doesn't really like it, but my mom um, knit that blanket that's in there for her. And it comes complete with three scratching posts, um, two on the bottom level and one from the second to the third level and then she doesn't she just uses the second level to access the third level um and that's her favorite spot and she likes to hang out in there um last weekend she threw up in it so i had to clean out that blanket which was not fun i also got her another little sunspot that she she likes to chill there she is I feel like we were just on a weird, like, QVC commercial. I was waiting for you to say, call now, and you can receive this. <laughs> what can you catch at? With all of her toys that she never plays with. Jim, you have a lot of cats, don't you? Do they have cat condos? Oh, yeah. We've got, we've got cat trees, cat condos. We've got cat uh, shelves. I want cat shelves. They look so awesome. Yeah, they're, they're really nice, but... Jim's entire fucking house is a cat condo. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, like he bought a cat house. Like, that, Jim doesn't own that house anymore. Like, mm-hmm. They've got squatters' rights and everything. Yeah. Are there cats in the room that you're in right now? There's one. I've only got one foster cat in my room, but she's kind of shy. Uh, I don't know if she'll come out. How many cats do you currently have? Uh, nine. Whoa. Good and for how you. many are yours? Oh, the nine are uh, the nine are ours. If I if I'm counting clusters, we have uh, twelve. Oh, how many litter boxes? Uh, ours have. He's thinking six, and so like you... the the clusters pretty much each have their own. So and you, you keep have... them separate, right? Sorry, Jared. You keep them. You keep your your cats that you own separate from the cats that you foster. Yeah, we have to because like socializing is a problem. Like they like they they have to be introduced properly, and usually by the time you introduce them, then they have to go. So, jeez. <laughs> so you have a nine bathroom cat condo. Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't know. So, cat condo is like an actual term. No, oh, yeah, that's yeah the the term for that kind of little, little housey thing. I just learned that too. I I just thought it was a thing. Yeah. I was like, look at Elizabeth being so cute, calling it a little cat. Oh no, that's real. <laughs> it's like You're my mom used to on cat life. I no. thought it was like when my mom used to make up things. She used to and then make up different names for different things. Like she kept calling this place the Watch Hospital for years, and then we found out that there was actually a place called the Watch Hospital. I was like, what? On East Main Road. She thought, it yeah. too, you thought that she just, she thought that watches need to be, needed to be like yeah. taken to intensive care. Like She was like, let's just take the watch to the Watch Hospital. It'll get fixed. And we're like, oh, okay. And then we showed up. They had like a blue cross and everything. 
My mom used to tell me that factories on the side of the highway were cloud factories, the ones that were just dumping pollution. Um, cloud factories. So, not the same. Well, to be fair, in New Jersey, you never really see the cloud, just the pollution. (laughs) (laughs) New Jersey is one big cloud factory. So, so you're, Elizabeth, what is something your parents lied to you about? I was just trying to rack my brain about that. Because once I said parental lies, um, I don't know. I feel like I told a lot more lies to my parents. (laughs) um like i i honestly can't think of one that like i know that they lied about i can tell you that every time i left my house after i got my driver's license um on if it were like a holiday like memorial day weekend labor day weekend anything where um increased police like visibility would be my mom would make us like stand in front of the door before we left. And we'd have to say, um, I'll be careful mom, because the cops are out there looking for jerks like me. And like, she would make us like stand there and she'd be like, what are the cops out there looking for? And I'd be like, jerks like me. That's like a type of like cerebral corporal punishment that even to this I don't know day, if you wanted to tell the internet. <laughs> to this day, she'll just be like, you better be careful out there because the cops are looking for jerks like you. That's what she's oh telling me all the time. So that's why I am the way I am. How's your uh, relationship with your mom? Is it good? Hey, it's great. <laughs> Avery will get that same talking to someday. Is that a good Charlotte song? <laughs> cops are always looking for jerks like me. <laughs> if it's not, I'm going to write it. <laughs> yeah, the next Doris Duke hit will be... Jerks like me. Like me. <laughs> I'm not being pulled over. <laughs> what do you listen to? Jerks like me. <laughs> what about you, Jim? What did your parents lie to you about? I don't know. Like, I don't think my parents are really lied to me about much except for like Santa Claus and you know, Tooth Fairy and stuff. It's like I remember getting a very frank uh talk about where babies came from when I was seven years old. So like yeah, we went that, over this with like, the but, we went over this in the penis episode. Yeah. <laughs> so like I don't think I don't know. I don't feel like I feel like I feel like my mom lies to me when I give her the dog to take for the day and she says he was good. Like that's what <laughs> that that that's when I feel she's lying. <laughs> like he didn't he didn't bark once at anybody. My mom never says that about my dog. It's like she emptied the cabinet. She busted open the living room or the uh, bathroom door. Figures everything out. Uh, My parents lied to me about literally everything. (laughs) So there are entire worlds of information that I thought were true that my parents would lie to me about once or twice. And I think that they were like legitimate Uh as an example. I thought that you had to clean your hair in the shower until it squeaked <laughs> or it wasn't actually clean. And that's, and why that's you don't where have the any turns, now. and that's where the, yeah, cause I pulled on it so hard and it wouldn't squeak. <laughs> and that's where squeaky clean comes from. So I told us oh, about wow. that. 
<laughs> huh. Oh, they, they, my parents, well, my parents are like incredibly passive aggressive. So like anything like approaching confrontation, they would just instead just like make up some outlandish lie about why it was, that was the case. And, you know, God bless them. They were trying to do the best they could with like three terrible boys. Um, but yeah, they lied about everything. My, the biggest one was my next door neighbor when I was in like fourth grade, um, hung himself in his basement. And my parents told us that he had a heart attack and that when the medical examiner took, was taking his body away, it was actually, that was the ambulance to make sure that they, they knew how to fix him right. I'm like, I was in fourth grade. Like, I know what a medical examiner is versus an ambulance. And uh, so... You were already watching Law and Order at that point. <laughs> dun, dun. Oh, yeah. Um, so I go into school uh, the next Monday, and the, the man who hung himself, his grandson, was in my class in fourth oh, wow. grade. So I was like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear about your grandfather's heart attack. And this kid was like, my grandpa hung himself. And then he went, made like the hanging symbol. With the- <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, oh man, that's a good one. Oh no. And oh that's God. when I stopped trusting my parents. Yeah, and they, 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 it was all like well-meaning lies. They were just like, they yeah. were afraid of like us, like under, like knowing things. And it was just like, they, they had no idea what the fuck they were doing. But you know they were they were young they 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 had kids early they were thirty one, and you know it was just like the whole world was so different. Thirty one for the oldest or the youngest? The oldest. Wow, my mom had I was the youngest and my mom had me at thirty one. Same. Kids so early. Way back when. Well, my parents got married at like twenty two. Twenty three. Same with my parents, and then my, they had like my oldest brother was born at. When my mom was 26. Imagine having a baby at 26. I was a baby at 26. Yeah, me too. Exactly. Carl, what did your parents lie to you about? Uh, Nothing. No. Peggy is a saint. No. Uh, We can have a whole podcast about that. Just kidding. Um, Birthday? (laughs) No, it was was when I was little. uh, My mom would never let me eat pizza. And she would always, they'd order pizza for my two older brothers. I'm the youngest. And they would go, we're ordering P-I-Z-Z-A. And then I'd be like, what's that? And she'd be like, broccoli. And I'd be like, ugh, I'm going to bed. And then I I'm found actually out really impressed pizza. that you know how to spell pizza. Yeah, now I know how to spell it. And then I woke up, I, I came out one day and they were all eating pizza. <laughs> and I was like, what's going on? I think it was worse than seeing my dad put gifts under the tree. <laughs> so what, what was the thing with not eating the pizza? Did you ever find out? Well, uh, I have a, I had a, a dairy thing. Oh, yeah. so and, they were uh, sparing themselves. Yeah, but I never understood my dairy allergy because I would go to school and I would eat pizza. And I remember the doctor saying, don't eat the cheese but what i heard was only eat the cheese so i'd peel the cheese off the pizza eat that and then i'd leave the rest what was your favorite school lunch mine now did we all go to public school yeah i went to public we all went to public school right yeah 
So we all had the same shitty lunches. Oh, it was great. Yeah. The French bread pizza a day was, or, you know, or the chicken patty. Or, oh, that was the best. Yeah. Was French bread pizza only like once a month? Uh, it was like every two yeah. weeks, maybe. It was every, every second Friday. Mm. Okay. We had this thing that was called... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I, I don't know where my keys are. Um, but I know when I had pizza 20 years ago. We we had this thing called Ribicue, which I think oh. is compared to like some sort of like McDonald's barbecue. McRib. It's like a yeah, McRib, yeah. But they called it a Ribicue sandwich. And they only came out with it like once every other month. And oh, it was yeah. like a huge day. People would line up for like... Because we had like a big one, we had a block schedule, so it was 53 minutes of lunch for the whole school. So you had to like wait in line for your ribicue. Yeah. And it was like Spunkmeyer chocolate chip cookie. Mm, Nothing better. And it was like that, that, um, the pig entrails that were basically stamped into the shape of a (laughs) ribs. Yeah. Oh, they're delicious. With barbecue sauce. Whenever the McRib comes back, I just, I'm crawling over people. I um I've 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 never had a McRib. But you've had the ribicue. Did you not? They had it in our public schools. I never know. I I was such a picky eater when I was younger. I only ate chicken tenders and French fries and pizza. I I mean, I'm let anybody guess. (laughs) I'm still the same. Elizabeth's ear. Uh, no, um, never, no, I, I never did that. I always ate the chicken patty at school or the mashed potatoes and gravy with uh, turkey day. So my favorite um, me- thing at my cafeteria, and it introduced me to this item, was Thanksgiving stuffing. So I grew up in a ham family. So Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, we had ham instead of turkey. Um <laughs> Turkey's dry as hell, so we had ham. <laughs> and you're cooking your turkey wrong, girl. Yeah. <laughs> and you're looking for some it's just salt. Like, oh, it's too dry. It's like, but the re- your body is dried out. <laughs> like every Easter. I you can't just drop a we're a ham family and say you eat ham on Thanksgiving. I mean, like it when in those like special dinner times where everybody has a turkey, we always had a spiral honey ham, and so we never had stuffing because there's nothing to stuff or dressing. So oh, I had I my. Mean, <laughs> you can you can stuff a pig. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I had my um my very first stuffing experience in high school. I also oh, had my first awesome. stuffing experience in high school. And it was unbelievable. Like after that, I always wanted to eat Thanksgiving stuffing. But my my normal go to lunch was a bag of Chex Mix and a cup of sweet tea. I don't know how I survived. I didn't have my first stuffing till I was like twenty two years old. Jesus girl. My mom. No, like for real, turkey stuffing. I've never had Thanksgiving stuffing until I was like. My mom always made stuffing, and I never really ate it. But now I. I truly appreciate a good, a good stuffing. I'm in charge of making the stuffing when it comes to my family. So I make the stuffing in a muffin tin, and they're called stuffing muffins, so that everybody gets the crust. I 
I hosted Thanksgiving this year <laughs> and I <laughs> I'm laughing so hard that I'm sweating. I just want everyone to know on the internet that the term stuff and muffins. <laughs> See, I, I had a bunch of leftover stuffing from hosting this year, and I started eating it. I, got, I started having stuffing for breakfast. I would make, like, over-easy egg. eggs on top of stuffing. It's oh, that's a good move. So good. It was yum. all that yolk. This was me cracking an egg yolk over it. That shit's no yolk. Anyway. That's good <laughs> Oh, I feel like I'm at a show again. <laughs> All right, so that I guess this is just family therapy. So hashtag family therapy for this episode. Hashtag family therapy. So we moved into so Elizabeth has brought us into weird family traditions. Weird family traditions it has to be every year. Hmm. Huh. That's. Ignoring Are your stuffing muffins your family? Tradition? I'm only kidding. <laughs> Please that didn't what I just until, said. <laughs> that didn't happen until later. Um, when I think about like fam- family traditions, I mean, like for Christmas, we always opened, m- my sister and I always got a new pair of pajamas. And so we, dr- we, on Christmas Eve, we would open our pajamas and we would dress in them. And so then we. Normal white people. Yeah, I guess. And then we would open gifts from each other on Christmas Eve and they're wrapped and we sit in a circle and each person goes like one at a time. So like Emily would go, I would go, my dad would go, my mom would go. We all watch. It was supposed to take hours. And then, you know, we go to sleep, leave cookies out for Santa or whatever. And then when we woke up, we had a ranch style house. So like all the rooms were down the hallway. So Emily and I couldn't go down into the living room, couldn't go down the hallway to the living room till we woke up our parents. And those presents were from Santa and they were unwrapped. And there was like my stash and Emily's stash. But I think that's like, I don't think of anything really tradition-y that happened like annually or anything other than that. You came down to unwrapped presents? Like you didn't get to unwrap? Santa doesn't have time to wrap presents. Well, you There's your parent Two life. different Santas. Yeah, it's some Southern Santa. No, Did you have gifts from your family, Carl? Yeah, and then we had gifts from Santa. Oh! <laughs> that were wrapped. Yeah, like that. You said it like a bless your heart bullshit. Oh, Wait, man. so your gifts from your family were wrapped? Correct. Yeah. And they and were wrapped gifts. in this. Yep. And they were wrapped in the same wrapping paper. And I was still dumb enough to believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Because listen, guys, you know. as somebody who's witnessed Santa coming to their house, like very recently for a child, um, he wraps in a completely different wrapping paper from from me. That's good. Well, it looks yeah. like your Santa loves his children more than my Santa did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I and Santa actually is the father of your show. <laughs> <laughs> I I had a similar like obviously 
again at a white Christmas. We opened <laughs> our pajamas the night before, but we had like my grandma and grandpa were always the sock and underwear Santa. So the night before, like when we, they would give us our PJs, but then they would also give us this package of package of all new socks and underwear for like the year. And they That's would sign awesome. it. They would sign it the sock and underwear Santa. So the year like my poor when my grandma passed away, my grandpa's like, I'm not buying fucking socks and underwear for my only granddaughter. Um, so he just like, my brother's got socks and underwear and I got this gift bag filled with like hotel soaps that he had been collecting. <laughs> <laughs> for like probably eight to ten years when they would go away on their like american legion weekends i got my i guess soap santa <laughs> baggy that is a fascinating you made a really normal tradition very strange and funny <laughs> congratulations thank you elizabeth's parents lied to her and said that Santa doesn't have time to wrap gifts. I mean, he didn't. But also, like, I think that it's because... <laughs> We're watching Elizabeth work through this yeah. right now. Yeah. Because, like, okay, when you start buying gifts that have to be assembled, what are you going to do? do? Are not, you going to wrap Christmas this? House did not wrap the assembled gift, but... but she only got an assembled one assembled gift and then like all the accessories for that gift were wrapped by Santa. My parents assembled my gift in the garage at one o'clock in the morning on Christmas Eve. So I would have my basketball hoop on Christmas morning. Does anybody uh, remember when their family got their first desktop computer? Because that, yes. oh, that was a, a Christmas gift. That we like, we're like, <laughs> burner, I first, burner. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw that Windows 95 open up. Yeah. Gateway, baby. Gateway yeah. 2000, baby. Oh, Can we talk about AIM away messages we can oh after jim gets his opportunity to talk wait about i have an i have another radio. topic too after jim that i'd like to throw in since we're talking about some christmas stuff jim family tradition weird like no there's a lot of what we did was pretty much like just pretty traditional uh you have a you have siblings right no, I don't. I don't have any siblings. Okay. Um, I, I mean, like we all like for most of my childhood, we lived far away from family, so we used to drive. Like, it always involved just a long drive. So we used to like, uh, I used to have to get up at like four in the morning. Like when, lived, when we lived in Virginia, we would, you know, make the drive from Virginia to Massachusetts, and like. I, you know, like my parents had to put up with me, like in the back seat, like watching the exit signs. So, like, is that the one? Like, no, we're still in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that was my first experience with the uh, with the uh, New Jersey, uh, which uh, which I, I think was I think was uh, nasal rather rather than a, uh, rather than a uh, sight. I don't know. That was a bad joke. <laughs> Can't get it up. I've been sick lately. Rather than oral. Rather than oral. Or... 
I remember uh, the first Christmas I got the O-Town CD, <laughs> The Dreams. <laughs> and I would ask like my parents to put it on. Like, I think I brought like my own little like um, boom box in the back seat and I was listening to it. And I was like probably, I don't know, 11 or 12. And my dad flipped out. He was like, what the fuck is this? That is a filthy song, like uh, in fairness. Like if, yeah. if, if you listen to the lyrics of that song, that is terrifying. It, yeah, it wasn't great. No, it's it's literal. It's pretty literally a song about wet dreams. Nice. Do we want to talk about how we found out that Santa didn't exist? Oh, I remember that one. It's last year. No. Uh, <laughs> you know, I have not gotten to do my fucked up family tradition Oh, yet. sorry, Jared. What's your and knowing up family my family, tradition? you should know There's... that our, fa- our tradition is really fucked up. So after Christmas dinner, as a family, there's probably like 10 of us at this point sitting around the table. Everyone's very happy. We've all, we're, we haven't had dessert yet, but we've had dinner at 4.30 because that's when my mom does Christmas dinner and every dinner I think I've ever had with her, actually. But my mom takes this beautiful, like, sculpted pink pig that's made out of peppermint, okay? Yeah, it's like, it costs her, like, a gajillion dollars every year. She puts it in a velvet bag and passes it, passes it around the table, and we all bash it with a hammer. What? <laughs> I'm not kidding. What holiday is this? Christmas. <laughs> okay. You can't. It's for luck. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, so my mom gives us, we have a hammer, and we pass around this peppermint pig in a red velvet bag, and everyone just beats the shit out of it with a hammer, and then we eat the pieces of it for luck. Hmm. Does it not Wait, stick to the like velvet? Festivus. No, it's very good peppermint. So that sounds like that's the, what the my mom said. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. I don't know if it's <laughs> okay. Now we can move on. I just really wanted to tell that story so everyone knows my my mom's like a psychopath. <laughs> So then, like, you got to see the look on the face of, like, the first time my wife had to do it, the first time, like, my brother's girlfriend, now wife, has to do it, the first time my brother, my other brother's girlfriend had to do it, like, how hard do I hit the pig? So this is still an active tradition. Oh, yeah. Do you make, like, the new person hit it first to see how they... No, it goes by age. So grandma always bashes it first. Oh, so grandma, is it, is it like a pinata one swing? Yeah, yeah, but but uh, grandma hits it really hard. So, and how big a pig are we talking? Like the size of a brick. Hmm. My mom says it's traditional. It's not. She yeah, is that like a Portuguese tradition? What? My mom's white people. <laughs> Maybe she read it in, in like a Portuguese handbook or something. She's on a was Portuguese like, dating site. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, I want to do this. All right. I see the floor. All the joie. All the joie. 
Uh, what was the next one, Elizabeth? Um, I I'll be right was back. Just, I have to pee. I, okay. I was wondering Perfect. if we were going to share our how you found out Santa wasn't real how stories. Oh, Santa wasn't real. Well, I, don't like, think I, I think I was just kind of hip to it as I reached a certain age. And, like, I think, uh, I don't know, I think my parents just sort of segued into, like, just just sort of doing giving me the Santa gift for a show, like when I was like eleven years old, uh, and I think at one point, uh, my mom made reference to something. Oh, that thing I got you for Christmas. I said, oh, that thing that Santa got me for Christmas, and she was like, oh, ooh, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> oh darn, we've raised the smart one. Yeah. Oh man, um, I remember mine. I was in. I was in fifth grade uh, and <laughs> me and to skip class, we'd hang out in the bathroom. Um, and I remember it was around Christmas time and one of my friends, Dom, we were all talking about what we wanted for Christmas. And I was like, I, I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm cool with whatever Santa brings me. And he was like, Santa. I was like, yeah. And he was like, you still believe in Santa? And all of a sudden I was like, no, I was just, I was just kidding. And then I went home and I was just like, oh my God. And then I asked Ryan and Ryan was like, no, yeah, it's mom and dad. And I was like, oh my God. I just remember that whole day after that conversation up to with Ryan, I was like, just stuck with me. Of course it would be a kid named fucking Dom. Dom is a kid who ruined Santa for another young innocent lad. Doms, you ruined a lot of young innocent things if you know what I mean. Oh! <laughs> Dom and his stuff and muff. Hey, uh, my name's Dom. I want to stuff your muff. Ew! <laughs> Elizabeth, you can't say ew. You're the one who <laughs> serves stuffing muffins every day. I didn't say stuff your muff. <laughs> Sick. Um, Jared, how did you find out Santa wasn't real? Uh, one of the kids in my neighborhood told me. Was his name Dom? <laughs> you dumb. knew Dom? <laughs> yeah, he stuffed my muff. Um <laughs> No, so one of the kids, one of the older kids in my neighborhood told me, and I pretty much knew because, like, it was weird that Santa had the same handwriting as my mom. Because my mom has, like, very distinctive handwriting because it's, like, calligraphy. Yeah. And so I'm just like, eh, I don't know. So I figured it out pretty much. And then one of the kids in my neighborhood told me. And then my brother Justin, who is three years younger than me, so if I was eight, he was, like, you know. Five. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna <laughs> I was doing the actual math in my head because like he was born in October and I was born in January, so I was trying to figure out Yeah, we're probably around five. So um and Justin was being like super annoying because that's like what Justin did. He like drooled on himself and whatever. Um so Justin was being super annoying and I was like, you know Justin, Santa's not real. Chris up the street told me, and I think it's right. Look, mom has the same handwriting. Figured it out. So Justin's five years old. He goes to my mom. He's like, 
Jared told me Santa's not real. Like, my mom's like, fine. <laughs> it's not worth it. But I bet she's also like, thank God. Now I don't have to get you twice the amount of shit. <laughs> oh, we, grand- we had the same amount of shit. It was just split between Santa and my parents. My grandmother was the one that did the writing on ours. See, that's we never smart. Knew, we never knew what my grand. I never knew what Nan's handwriting looked like until I was like older and we realized You never that. got a check from but your Nana? We did. No, she used to give us cash. Nan used to give me cash. My other grandma used to give us Depression checks. grandparents. They only deal in cash. Oh, yeah, that's true. But... Amory, how did you find out Santa? <laughs> I thought Santa, Santa's still real in her house. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't say it too loud. I know, she's right down the hallway, guys. Um, Have mercy. Hey. I, uh, I feel like it was like a pretty natural thing. It wasn't anything like traumatic. Um, like I just got to the age where I was like, oh, I think I might have heard you guys moving these bikes upstairs last night. So like 32? Yeah. I did say to John, I'm like, imagine if we were just like grown adults that still believed in Santa and didn't like buy our child anything because we just assumed Santa was actually going to. Oh my (laughs) God. That sounds a lot like Christianity. (laughs) (laughs) But I, uh, yeah, I don't remember... I don't remember like anything super big or traumatic about it. Maybe I just probably believed until I was like 14, which was the same age that I like stopped having nightmares and sleeping on my parents' floor. So my parents were just like, I do that too. Kind of want to explore that one. <laughs> <laughs> my parents were just like, okay, you're old enough to not sleep on our floor anymore. So you're old enough to know Santa's not real. Leave me alone, mom. I'm going to sleep here as long as I want. I watched too much, like, Oprah Winfrey, like, specials about kids being kidnapped. Oprah gave you nightmares? Oh, yeah. yeah, thanks. I guess those would. Not, like, yeah. regular Oprah. I just, I, I constantly, like, it's still something I regularly deal with, like, making, like... <laughs> the look on your face, you're like, it's constantly something. Oh, I struggle with today. I'm always on alert. That anything could happen, that I could be abducted. I don't think anyone wants me at this point, but I'm still on alert. <laughs> You're a little too big, like that you could like fight back and like get away. With yeah. his broad shoulders. Yeah, she has those swimmer shoulders. Butterfly shoulders. That's right. You're a swimmer. So, um, I live in a house where like. We ham on Christmas. The motto is, if you believe, you will receive. So we leave Santa, um, like, wine and chocolates now. (laughs) Yeah, because Santa's retired. Oh, yeah. Santa's just here to party. Um, If you believe, honey, you will receive. I know. There's a lot of weird (laughs) southern stuff coming up. Guys, it's all sexual. It's really uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Stuffing muffins. You You're gonna believe to receive, to stuff them off. Like, can I have a and I have a stuffing muffin? If you believe, you will receive. And this is the fucking Bible Belt. <laughs> yeah, but we were like Catholics in a Baptist world, and I. So you're extra sexual. Yeah, and my, I mean, I don't know. My sister and I have come to find out found have come to find out that a lot of sayings that floated around our house are just our house and not (laughs) elsewhere. But also my mom's 
second language was English. So we're thinking that maybe she might have messed this up a little bit. But um, anyway, I remember the Christmas. Oh, the tortilla doesn't fall far <laughs> from the gato. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> I remember the first, or the Christmas that I found out Santa wasn't real. I was such a snooper. I always wanted to like casually snoop. And um, I had expressed my interest in wanting to be a teacher and I had a playroom downstairs and I really needed an, um, a dry erase board and Expo markers. Yes, Jared. Did you figure out your career path as a child? Yes, because I had a very influential first grade teacher, Miss Avery, and she was I'm 36, amazing. 36, I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. She was amazing. <laughs> she built, a, she instilled a love of learning in me um and so one day i was snooping real hard into my dad's closet and i found a dry erase board and expo a pack of expo markers with the eraser and christmas eve rolled around and there was nothing i mean it was like a big expo board and the expo board was clearly not under the Christmas tree. And I thought they were going to do the, oh, we forgot one and like bring it in last thing. I go all Christmas Eve, it's not there. And I was like, certainly this was for me. <laughs> like, and now I can't tell them like, hey, y'all hit it so good, you forgot. And so then Christmas morning I woke up and there it was on my side and I was like. <laughs> Unwrapped. Unwrapped. So it was, it was definitely from Santa. Mm -hmm. See, yeah, you were, I never snooped. I was such oh. a snooper. When my mom used to go to, uh, she used to have like a P-Pack subscription, go up to Providence and see all the plays. Me and my brother would make it a recon mission to go find the hiding spots in the house and find what she got us. And one time we found them. I was so excited. I found it was like this big set and it had like uh, buses, cars, roads, and little people. And you'd, yeah. And uh, I opened it and started playing with it. My brother was like, What are you doing? <laughs> I was like, I'm playing with my toys. He goes, You're not supposed to have that yet. I was like, Oh, God. So he had to like put everything back the way it was. And then um, I didn't get it for Christmas. And she told me it was because I found it. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, like, she's savage. Yeah. I'm already thinking yeah. of places where I can hide. Gifts here for when Avery's older. Oh, I thought well, you were talking about when a kidnapper so came. Just up. <laughs> Parenting with Jared. <laughs> uh, Jim, did we go to you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> His mom was just like, "All right, you caught me." <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Me. But that's like a very gym thing. Like I can, I can imagine, I can imagine like Lois being very matter of fact and being like, "Yes, Jim, you caught me. Let's talk about that." <laughs> that was more like, "And let's move on." <laughs> <laughs> my family would be like, "Jared, you caught me. I'm gonna lie about this for 20 years." <laughs> I mean, my parents tried really hard to build up this whole Santa thing. I mean, during the month of December my mom would say like if i ran uh, if i had toys that the batteries died or if a toy broke my mom would say oh leave it out because santa's elves are coming and looking and see what you want what seeing what you want for christmas and the batteries would change like they change the batteries and fix your toys for you while they're you know looking and that was like a thing but that tracks like that's good like that's storytelling yeah. 
Like, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, what do the elves that's do why, all year? Yeah, yeah the elves, I, most of the year, they're just fucking changing batteries. So I believe till I was in fifth grade, maybe sixth. I don't know. Is, is that – that's my other question. Is that too old to yeah, realize Santa's not real? It's like real? December 21st. Uh, do I change this now or do I leave it out for the battery change in Elf? <laughs> <laughs> I still think about leaving my gifts – I mean, leaving my things out that died. Oh, yeah, I got to get this fixed. Yeah. I should leave it out. Right. Turns out How it was many? just my dad. <laughs> Pencil sharpener. Yeah. Is it time to quit our bits? <laughs> yeah. It's about time. So this is uh, the time where we quit our bits and where we talk about something that is stuck in our craw, something we can't stop thinking about, something that is, I don't know, stuffing our muffin. Carl, what is stuffing your muffin? Um, yeah, God, last week, I'm going to sound like such an alcoholic because this is twice in a row. Um where I've mentioned booze, but I think I'm, I think we're drinking our booze too fast. I want to slow down, but at the same time, like I don't, that's why I'm not drinking right now. And, I, and I'm very upset that I'm not drinking right now. I think it's becoming a problem guys. Is this oh, an intervention? Podcast? Is this an intervention for yourself? <laughs> no, I'm just, I don't know. That's the only thing that I can think of is that we keep going through our booze. We keep going through our booze too fast. And I'm just like, ah, I feel like really everybody like... is drinking more alcohol. You should try getting the flu. <laughs> Honestly, it makes you not want to drink. Do you have the flu currently? Yes, I have something. Yeah. That, that I'm on the, uh, I'm thankfully on the other side of. Yeah. But like, it's, taken, it's taken a while to work its way through me. I had the flu back in February for like 10 days and it just mm. like knocked the shit out of me. So yeah. I, think I had it. Yeah, I think I had it earlier this year too. I was I missed yeah, because I missed the shows and I was like, oh, yeah. I'm good. I can do it. It could be the same thing. But yeah, I mean quarantine beer. I, I we stick to mainly beer and wine in our house. We don't have like hard You don't have the license. Oh, I've um, gone through a gallon and a half of rum in like three weeks. And a lot it's of not that bad. Like, and, well, I'm, I think you mentioned that on the of, last podcast. So, like, like, just make clear whether that's the same one or not. <laughs> it's the same one. You're talking about the same one. Yeah. I went yeah. to that on WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. And then, like, a lot of beer and just anything I can find that makes my makes my brain tingle. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Let's look. All right. So, someone else. <laughs> Go ahead and mute yourself, Carl. That's okay. Uh, Elizabeth. Hey. What can you not stop bitsing about? Uh, all right. What I cannot stop bitsing about is in every single show, commercial, movie, whatever, when someone is drinking through a straw, no matter how full the cup is, it always makes the slurping sound. Like it's empty. And I'm like, you have a full beverage why and i can see you taking a drink i don't need to hear like that's not realistic and it aggravates me so much because yes, if they is. didn't have it a foley artist would have been put out of work <laughs> i have you ruined know, pe- god you know people put all the sound effects in in post right like that's not the actual <laughs> what they're yeah 
No, I know, but I'm like, why do you do that? Like, it doesn't match with the the picture that I'm seeing, and it, I hate it. Well, like, I have I have ruined TV shows and for Liz because there's shows that when it shows them drinking full glasses, there's not real ice cubes. They're like just plastic or glass mm. cubes because they sink. And I'm like, they have been in this restaurant for an hour. Why hasn't that icy melted yet? Why isn't there condensation on the glass? And it bothers me so much. And, and glasses have no lenses in some shows. Then oh, it's just... Yeah, most. look at my glasses on this camera. Yeah. yeah. Shining all night. Yeah. yeah. And Elizabeth. Oh. Jim, well, I understand you what you're saying. My straw frustration. Well, yeah. Well, it's like if you're watching a show where somebody pulls out a sword and it, it's always like, Ksh-ing! like <laughs> even though there's nothing metal in it. My pen does that. <laughs> yeah. I just like it. It's it's as if they are drinking from a completely empty. Like it is the bottom of the barrel of that glass, and it Oof. is super frustrating because that is not how it sounds at all. And you can clearly see that this is a glass that is full. Thanks for that large drink that I just got two seconds ago. <laughs> well, and you now know, you're it, gonna notice it all the time. It reminds me of WrestleMania this weekend. <laughs> and The Undertaker was facing AJ Styles. And it was a filmed match, so they got to add sound effects. So all the punches were much louder because they used the sound of like a hammer hitting meat to be like the sound of a punch. And I know that Jim is Good like idea. really into this right now. So he's just reading a book about the Golden State Killer while I'm talking. Jerry, okay, can I I'm ask talking. you about can I ask you about WrestleMania during this thing? During this quit your bits in real quick? Yeah. How how did you feel about it without the audience? I watched clips and stuff and I was like this is weird. It was weird as hell. Um they did a great job with what they could. Yeah, like I've seen clips and I'm like this was it was still like I was impressed. It was still good. Like it was it was very different and you when you, as a wrestling fan you feed off the crowd. Yeah. And it was not the same but it was still good. Cause I noticed they walk, they would walk around the ring after a move and they'd look around like the crowd is still there. And I'm just yeah. like, Oh man. Yeah. Because it's very much a live event. It's like, ima- yeah. imagine watching any sport. I mean, wrestling isn't really a sport, but imagine watching any sport live. It's like, it's like watching baseball. Baseball is probably the one that you could probably do the easiest because no one goes to baseball games. Yeah. But like a football that. game or like a basketball game, like imagine that in an arena of zero people, you know. Yeah. But it was good. It was very well That's done. Good. They did the best they could. They did so, a good. lot of like pre-recorded stuff that make they could use like production value to kind of like make it more interesting. Nice. It's good. Good. So Who Marie? hasn't bitched yet? Emery hasn't bitched yet. Um, sure. Um, I would like to bits, and I've thought about this actually for four for years. Well, I was going to say for a few years since I've been on the podcast last, that this would be the thing I'd bits about. Um, I haven't, I mean, I haven't experienced it in a while because again, I haven't been out to eat, but I really do not like it when like, um, like if I go through a drive through or when waitresses refer to me as like my love or 
honey or sweetheart. Like I do not like being called pet names by someone I don't know. Thanks. Oh yeah. There's yeah. that. Is that mean? Is that rude? No, that's it's like not. No, it's, not. it's a good one. That's totally legit. How I, feel. <laughs> I don't like being called like whenever there is one certain Dunkin' Donuts in Fall River that if I go to work and I go and I roll through, they're always like, "Have a good day, my love." And I'm like, "Dude, mm. you don't even." My know. love might be too much. Yeah, yeah. I think Liz is, Liz is the same way. When uh, when someone on a TV show says, "Hey, sweetheart," to somebody else, oh, I don't she's like, like that. She just goes, like "Ew." Yeah, they I feel like I, I feel like a well placed hun is okay. Mm. You have to be like very fun. southern for that to work, especially because yeah. I'm normally like at least ten to twelve years your senior. So like for you at like the age of twenty to be calling me hun just doesn't seem right, ma'am. I take ma'am over hun. Ew, I hate ma'am. I can't remember where it was, but there used to be a lady who would be like, thank you, baby. <laughs> like, if you're like, have a nice day. Thank you, baby. Oh, I have a baby. <laughs> I have wait, a... Wouldn't that, wait, I, wouldn't that be Hank from uh, Duncan does that all the time? Exactly. That's yeah. what I was going to use. Oh, I'm sorry. Guy, I took it from you. Donuts on Broadway in Newport. Yeah. I'll just always say, oh, thank you, baby. Yeah. But, okay. He used to Amber say, what's up, my brother from another mother? <laughs> yeah. And he'll do that, too. He'll Amber. do that, too. <laughs> I haven't seen you in here for a while. This looks like you got married or some shit. Yep. When he asked my mom, yeah, hey, if how's... he knows you, if he knows you, that's something different. Yeah. Well, he asked my mom one time, he goes, hey, hey, hon, how's your husband? And they were divorced for like five years. And she was like, oh, we're not married anymore. And he goes, ooh. I was like. Hank, Hank's got the moves, though. Like, Yeah, he does. Hank, Hank is just unreal. So, Anne-Marie, in a case of would you rather, would you rather a, a female or a younger person being like, here you go, hon, or a man being like, here you go, sugar? Like, <laughs> First of all, nobody in the Northeast says sugar. There was a lot of dick in that sugar. They <laughs> say sugar. What are you doing, sugar? Um... Is, is sugar hands me a stuffing muffin? <laughs> um, no, but if you will. Yeah, like, would you rather it be in like a pet name or like trying to make an advance? Like, which one would you like? Would you rather if you had to have pick one? If I had to pick one, I think I would rather an advance than a <laughs> pet name. <laughs> Skank, you sit and win him back twenty years. At least in, in advance, it's like a proposition. Where they're like asking yeah. permission. Ah. It's just like. You know, I feel like in advance is more like, I'm acknowledging that you're a beautiful woman who needs a latte right now. Glad that you're. No, no, no. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm thinking right now. <laughs> Jim sitting with his what one, one of his thirteen cats <laughs> on the on the video chat right now. Ooh, we're having a cat chat. Oh, I'd bring my dog, but she'd tear apart the monitor. Yeah. So did everyone bits? Uh, I didn't. Um, oh, Jim, what are you cannot stop bitsing about? Well, uh, I mean this. This week, we tragically lost uh, Adam Schlesinger, the songwriter, no, frontman no. for Fountains of Wayne. 
which led me to run into my basement and dig this out. <laughs> That's a great film. For those only listening, it is a VHS copy of Josie and the Pussycats. I want to saw Which is the only movie, when my wife and I met, the only movie we both had in our DVD collection. Mm. I'm going to be popping into soundtrack to it. I do too. It was written by Adam Schlesinger. Yeah, and I know that. Per- and performed by Biff Naked. Do you remember, what With was Kate the Hanley. hit song, Jim? What was the hit song from Josie and the Pussycats? Uh, three small words. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And oh, pretend to be nice. Small words. Were You're way too late. late. You can't see that I'm the one. one. Yeah. <laughs> well, you look that way. Wait, that's the second song of the yeah. studio, isn't it? Yeah. That's pretend to be nice. Yes, pretend to be nice. I sang that at my brother's bachelor party. <laughs> that probably was in my AOL Instant Messenger away message at oh, some that's point. A good one. We'll save that for the next, uh, yeah, for the next podcast. Yeah. All right, so everyone's bitched. Yeah. I feel better. Did you? All right, Jared. He said something about. I complain about everything, so just yeah. I was gonna say I can hear his complaining voice. I think he did it a couple times. (laughs) (laughs) I okay. So here's here's what I'll complain about. What I would like to complain here's what I would I am bitching about. Um, I am bitching about some portion of people are bucking against the idea mm-hmm. that this has lasted as long as it has mm-hmm. and that it should end and we should go on. Mm-hmm. That's how people die. That's how yeah. people get sick. Yeah. That's how you overwhelm hospitals. It's a terrible idea. We are minorly inconvenienced. In 1918, the last time we had a plague like this, Half the country was illiterate, and all we had for entertainment were books and fucking. Now we have the internet, and this is great. And Joe Exotic. Yeah. So you can talk to your friends, and yeah, it's weird. FaceTime is weird. Yes, yeah. a Zoom conversation with like 10 people. Don't do it. Make it five, maybe, maybe, maybe three. This is the best time in the history of mankind to be minorly inconvenienced f- for the core. Yeah. And also on top of that, the real people that are working super hard during all of this are the people that work at grocery stores, mm-hmm. the people that work at gas stations, the people that work at restaurants and all the nurses and health professionals, of course, I'm not, I don't want to forget them. Oh yeah. Yeah. But what we've learned is that the people that are working the hardest in all of this are the wonderful people that you don't notice all the time. The mm-hmm. truckers. Definitely least appreciated. Yeah, truckers, gas station people. Oh, yeah. Like the people that work, not the pharmacists, but like the people that work at CVS. The people that- stocking shelves. Yeah. yeah. The like, people that you are told yeah. you could do better. Like these are the people that- we need now like you know what it's like growing up everyone's like be a lawyer be this be that you know and now what the fuck are lawyers doing right now not exactly lot. i'll tell you no, what lawyers lawyers are great yeah. too no, we yeah. need lawyers. i'm just saying like we need them to appreciate all the people that work on exactly work, they are we're still working right now those stop and shop employees that like a lot of people got mad when they 
went on strike last year. And now this year, you say, oh, that's why. Because yeah. when everything goes to shit, these guys are still stuck in shells, yep. like doing their job, like working super hard, like six feet apart, and they don't get to they don't get to work from home. It's not just those what those Ed two hundred nine robots that can't run the store by themselves. No, they turned off the robots. Good. The robots are not they're not running the robots anymore. Good. Because the robots don't sanitize themselves. Right. Isn't it kind of wild to think though that like. I kind of forget that like other things are still happening. Yeah. Like Jim can still just get the flu, you know, <laughs> or like people are still like out there committing crimes, you know, like people are still doing well, things. Well, not as many not people out there. Crimes. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing. I'm still I trying to run my this streets. Is super depressing, but I also can't help but think about all of the people in like domestic violence situations and like neglectful. Ooh home life and all that kind of stuff that are stuck there like people that use school or use other like work and other activities to escape that lifestyle have like nowhere else to go or uh, on a I'll, less I'll take, serious that. I'll take level, that as a oh, God. on a less serious level couples that were gonna just break up at the end of march clean break Mm -hmm. Let's just and make it St. Patty's Day, and then we'll Because, you know, all their friends will be there. Yes. And now, or shit. People that had the one-night stand and then went into lockdown, and now they're stuck <laughs> with each other. Well, if you didn't have a place to go home to after a one-night stand, that's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, you're going to say something live. serious. I'm sorry. I was going to say something serious because I just saw a post today uh, about it that a couple of friends of mine work with uh, in Rhode Island with the Women Project. That's W-O-M-X-N. Yep. Uh, they're, they're the ones who lobbied for the reproductive freedom. And, uh, like all the, they're, they're always at the state house pushing that through. Um, but they're putting together, they, like they're seeking to put together a list of like uh, organizations that anybody stuck in that sort of situation could contact. So like the Women Project, of, uh, the Women Project headquarters, uh, Women Project of Rhode Island, whatever. Like they're they're on Facebook. They have a big social media presence. So like, like they're that's uh they're they're seeking to do something about that because there's there because like what Amory brought up is actually a problem. Yeah. Crazy. Sorry to bring this way down, guys. <laughs> I just wasn't willing to get my joke. So it's the reality. <laughs> Right, so everyone stay safe everyone stay funny everyone stay cool and we'll be back hopefully in some form soon